0: Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where 2 parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between.
1: Welcome to episode 23, Joining a Guild. And by guild, we mean school.
0: Joining a school. Hi, Bruno, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, man. Thanks for asking. It's It's been... Uh, an uneventful couple of weeks, I, w- I would say. Nothing. An eventful? Nothing And stra- uh, not uneventful, like nothing extraordinary has happened in yeah, 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 a yeah. regular life. Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, how Hi, come? You
0: sounded like. That that sounds like you know something that I don't about my life. I'm (laughs) like, wait, did something
1: happen? (laughs) No, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking that you were telling me about all the struggles you had uh, with Neem and her vaccination and her just, you know, going through a rough period of time because of that but then in my mind i was like i wonder if that's if he's leaving that for the what's new with your kid and he's just saying that his own part of his life has been uneventful so i was kind of like while you were speaking my pauses were basically my brain trying to work out where you were going with that
0: okay well i actually broke it in two because one yes kind of i wanted to say that as part of the the kids not the me but also, I think I have already mentioned it because we've been recording pretty close together and she just went out of it. So that's okay. why nothing eventful happened because I enough. guess getting in, out of the sickness is, is not an event. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. But yeah, that was going to be part of the, the new the kid. Me, personally, I haven't done eh, much. Much? <laughs> like, I haven't done much. <laughs> How about you? Have you done anything?
1: um let's see good question uh let me think i after we after we had recorded our uh, side quest on video games I restarted playing Final Fantasy X because I was like you know what I haven't played it in like 4 years let me just go back to it so I've been playing wow. that <laughs> Yeah. It's, I think it's like my 4th time or 5th time playing the game uh, that's how much I love it um, but anyway I um, so I've been doing that and uh, I finished re-watching Breaking Bad as well so I finished doing that And um, what else? What else? Uh, Not much other than that. Uh, Just been, you know, at work as normal. And uh, yeah, pretty
0: much it. How many times have you seen Breaking Bad now?
1: To be fair, this was my second time watching it. Oh, okay, okay. Not not that many times.
0: Is your first
1: rewatch? It's my first rewatch, yeah. And I and, oh, okay. and to be fair, I only rewatched it because I was watching Better Call Saul that ended, and I was like, mm, okay, I'm gonna watch Breaking Bad now. And also no, 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 because. That's fair. And I hadn't it's watched just, El Camino as well, so I was like, "Which is a film oh, okay. sequel?" So yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh, I also want to watch El Camino." Just you know, because I'm watching this universe now, and I was like, "But I can't watch El Real Camino really without going through Breaking Bad." I won't remember half of okay. it, so I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm just going to rewatch it."
0: So it's just because you said I finished rewatching Breaking Bad again, so it sounded like that was a a, re- a second rewatch. You know, that's well, what it's not. Confused
1: it's not completely wrong because uh, when i re-watched breaking bad i told uh, david who we had here on the podcast uh, before and i told him like look you haven't watched this before you need to watch it i know you're going to love it and he did uh, but he finished it now but um he i actually wanted to watch the finale with him or the final Three oh, okay. episodes. So he actually came around and uh, we watched it together. So technically speaking, I did re watch it again in the sense that I rewatched the finale again, even though I had watched it like two weeks before he came around so <laughs> but i just wanted yeah, to have yeah, yeah. the look on his face when he saw it because sometimes nowadays with all the spoilers on the internet especially with popular shows sometimes it's hard to find someone who hasn't been spoiled by how things end so it's yeah very very good
0: and how did you find the i mean i know we're getting sidetracked and that's probably a good uh side quest but how did you find el camino because i heard a lot of people giving it mixed reviews like a lot of people loved it a lot of people hated it i didn't find anyone saying it was just meh everyone was very uh, opinionated on el camino so what did you think about it
1: uh i'm not going to say that i found it meh necessarily but i think that it kind of depends what expectation you have of it and how you see it like as an isolated film as a piece of film it it is kind of odd like it can't be seen as a film on its own the way i looked at it it's 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 like an epilogue of a book you know so it just kind of tells you the stories the story of one of the characters at the end Uh, so it's good in the sense of getting you closure and i i definitely think it's worth it and i liked it but it's not an amazing film it's like an extended episode of breaking bad that's the way i see it
0: oh okay okay cool yeah, because I heard that a lot of people were saying that it was like you could not watch it and it wouldn't affect anything. It was like a, a nice add-on, but it wasn't. It didn't it actually depends. It depends add if, anything to it.
1: It depends how much you want to see closure for the characters. <laughs> Is what I would say.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: I, I myself, even if it was really really bad I, I think i would still watch it because i hate not having closure and it's like if i know that there's something that tells me about what the characters are going to be like i'll, I'll still watch it even if i don't like it so i would have always watched it mm-hmm. even though it, okay, ta- it took me it. like six years to do it so but yeah
0: i guess yeah and well uh, going back on track what's new with nico did he also watch breaking bad
1: he might have watched some episodes, to be fair, but uh, not, like, actively, just while I had him around and it was in the background, so I guess. Uh, but no, um, what is up with him? Uh no no, i think like we're in one of those periods where it's there's nothing substantially new there's no at the moment there hasn't been like a massive oh you know this has developed or he started doing this or something like that it's just kind of like now it's just building on what he has so you know he's just continuing to develop um walking around he's like pointing to things like w- that he wants he's starting to show more enthusiasm when you put something on like the screen like on, on tv or something that he enjoys he gets a lot more excited about it and um, he tries to communicate more even though he's not saying any specific words but he's trying to communicate more for sure so it's just kind of building on what he already has and you can kind of see like some of his preferences some of what he enjoys or not like for example he kind of uh, the other day sort of asked to go on his tricycle um because he saw it and he went around to it and he was kind of trying to pull it out and you know just ask for it um so he's just becoming a bit more clear in communicating his um his needs and his wants
0: oh that's really cool
1: yeah, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of it. So just progressing in that sense. What about with uh, Nim?
0: Well, she, like you said, she finally got out of the the side effects of her, of yeah. her vaccines. So That is great. Uh, she's struggling a lot to sleep. She doesn't like to go to sleep somehow. Like, currently, as we speak, poor Holly is battling the Hundred Year War to get her to sleep because she's tired. She rubs her eyes. She lays on the ground, but she doesn't want to go to sleep. We don't even know why. Because in nursery, they tell us that they just put her on her cot and she sleeps in, like, five minutes. How? We have no idea. But, yeah, so that's happening. But bale- Have you have you, the you bale- asked them? Yeah, and they say nothing. We just put her there, and she babbles for a bit, and then she falls asleep. And I, it was so weird for me that for a moment they even suspected that they were lying, you know, that I was like, hmm... I don't believe you. (laughs) But, I mean, that's what they say on the reports. And she doesn't come home cranky or super tired. So, she definitely does sleep. So, I don't know. Um, You don't
1: trust them very much, do you? (laughs) Your first instinct is to to be like.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing is, one, I don't see them. So, that's always. But also... They mentioned that she acted in such different way that she does here. Like they, the first time they said, "Yeah, she just was tired, so she crawled to the corner of the carpet and fell asleep." And I was like, "What? Nim nim doing that (laughs) in what? Like, what Rick and Morty portal did you put her through that she does that? That is not my nim nim. Like that doesn't happen." But I don't know. I guess she behaves differently when she's there somehow. Mm, Yeah, maybe she's just she's 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 going to be someone different
1: at school than at home then
0: yeah probably <laughs> yeah that's that's something to be, to worry about later <laughs> it's a dog with the episode but hopefully i, won't oh, have I was to gonna say about, yeah <laughs> hopefully i won't have to worry about that for a bit and but developmentally speaking she's a little bit more confident in her steps she still doesn't want to walk on her own she still wants to like grab the wall or something but she takes more steps now to go from one place to another like she rushes, she actually runs, because she cannot grab anything, but she gives like four or, f- or six steps to go from point A to point B and then grab herself. Uh, if there's no other way, if she can grab herself, she grabs herself, but if there's nothing so what to happens? grab herself, she will go like, okay, here I go, I'm going to do it, <gasps> one, two, three, four, five, six, oh, okay, I reached, that's fine. Sorry, so what, so what gonna happens, so,
1: well, I was just going to ask, like, what happens when you let go of her hand?
0: That's the thing, she won't let go, she grabs it, and she oh, is I mean, it's yeah, weird. It's- well, the but the thing is, you, if you pull your finger, for example, if you're in the middle of walking and you forcefully <laughs> push your finger, she will mm-hmm. squat, like proper chaff, like she will squat. Not sit down, squat. And she will stay squatting, asking for your finger, so that she can then, like, resume. So, like, she puts the car on parking and she waits until she gets the red light, the green light.
1: Right, okay. It's
0: Yeah, but it's hilarious to see her squatting, because she squats very properly, like, heels on the ground, proper squat, like... Like a like proper... A Slav. Yeah, or, or a Japanese janky, proper squat. I, yeah. I, I was proud. I, I saw her and I was like, nice, nice. <laughs> nice form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And other thing that she's doing is, lately, that she loves it, is she points and stuff so that we name them. So, for example, she she does a triangle. She's like, points at Holly and we go like, Mama, and then she points at me and we're like, Papi, and then she points at my mom and we're like, Nona, and then she points at herself and we're like, Nim, Nam Nam. And she does that nice. for like five minutes. Mama, nice. Nona. And then she switches orders. So she's Mama, Mama, Nona, Papi, Papi, Mama, Nona, Nimue. Stuff like that. So she's doing that. Nice. And she got a book that you press the button and it's, it makes animal sounds. Mm. It's Don't Tickle, Don't Tickle the Hippos, it's called if anyone wants to get it. Because it's actually quite cool. But at the end, it says, oh, now look what you... Because it says, don't tickle the hippo, because you'll make it snort, right? And then it makes noises like a hippo. And then a, it's like a catoo, a bear, a monkey. Wow. And then at the end, it says, oh, now look what you've done. And it makes the sounds of all the animals, but with a little song. So she pressed it once, where we were uh, like... Oh, teaching. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think... I don't know if you mentioned it to me, or if you mentioned it on the podcast. Um, oh, okay,
0: yeah, but she basically makes us dance. Yeah, she, she makes us it dance. It's like an... It's like an episode of The Twilight Zone because she just keeps doing it and we have <laughs> yeah. to dance.
1: Yeah, 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 I remember you saying that that you were okay. just kind of stuck in, in the yeah. Twilight episode and just like... Oh, the, maybe I said it in the podcast. I don't already, know if it was yeah, in the podcast. We, we might have to go back and see if it was. But uh, but yeah, I remember you saying that that you were just like in the prison of your own mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, and the pointing thing. The pointing thing. She's doing it on everything. Table, spoon... And then she does individual stuff like nose, mouth, ears. So she you can tell that she wants to learn names of stuff. Yeah. So that that gives me the idea that she's now understanding concepts. She might not yeah. be able to speak, but she understands. And for example, when she wants to pick you up, she hugs you and she gives you like little slaps on the legs, like hugging you to pick you up. And my mom and I will say "upa." So now when she looks at yeah. you and she wants to like she wants to go up, she looks at us and she goes, Oopa!
1: Oh wow! Pick
0: me up. Yeah, exactly. Not always, but like sixty percent of the time, instead of giving you the, the slappy slaps, she looks at you and she goes "upa." That's like okay, Oopa. So yeah, yeah she's really a she's really advanced when it comes to like language and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nico is like half cut because I know that he has some of the skills of of like some of the stuff we ask him, but he just refuses to do so because he just doesn't think that it's worth so his So prideful, time. yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, Honestly, honestly. What, what was the last thing? He was... Um uh, what was he doing that I thought? Okay, you're just being like. Oh, I think it's just because sometimes he does things and sometimes he doesn't. But I know that he knows it. Like for example, yeah. he about like asking him for a case or just you know. Oh, where's the nose and stuff. So sometimes he'll be or you know give me a high five and and sometimes he will do it consistently when he finds it fun and other times he's just not. He's just like eh, why should I? Why should I do it? And he just doesn't do it. But I'm like you've done. This you were doing this yesterday why don't you do it now and he'll do it the <laughs> next day again so essentially he just kind of um yeah I, I think he's part cat essentially
0: okay yeah so he's a little bit snobby then
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure <laughs> um okay. but um going to our the topic of this episode so like i said this is uh, joining a guild uh, or joining a school and um you know it, it may be a little bit Early in a way to be discussing this in great length, Uh, but I think it is important for us to have a think about what it's going to look like in terms of what we think now and from a background perspective. Uh, And then, uh, you know, if they join school or something, or once they join school, I think that we can uh, discuss about the experiences of them joining school but this is more just how it works um and what i thought would be good is uh for you and i bruno to go through how it works in our home countries and uh, how it works here and highlight some of the key differences and similarities uh, and just kind of um, understand because I don't know from your perspective, um, but at least from my perspective I remember that even before I came to the UK I knew that this, the education system here was quite different than the one in Portugal. so um, not overly, but there are some key differences that I was a bit
0: surprised by mm, like like what for example?
1: Well we'll get that we'll get there in a second. So let's explore our education we'll system burn it but uh, yeah but just to, uh, do the first one that comes to mind is the use of uniforms but we'll explore that a little bit later um okay, uh, okay. I, actually so... in fact let let, let me st- let me start with that because in portugal if i just give a, a brief intro to portugal in portugal we don't have uniforms um pretty much at any stage of the uh, process unless you go to a private school were you going to say something else
0: no, I was going to say that just before we actually go into the nitty-gritty of your country and my country and the, the differences, sure. I just want to point out that we're both in a very, uh, I guess not uncommon, but also not incredibly normal situation, okay. in which we, we both have to think, okay, are we going to hold our kids a year? And I know that normally sounds like weird, like, why would you want to hold your, your kid a, a year back? But it's because here in the UK for anyone that is not listening to us in the UK, which by the way, if our statistics are correct, apparently we're getting a, a lot of new listeners in the US, so if you're in the US or anywhere outside of the UK, not anyway, anywhere outside of the UK, let us know, not because I, we don't care about the UK people, but it's because what we normally will assume are listening to us, so if there's anyone listening to us from outside the UK, Just do us a solid and shoot us an email. You don't even have to give us feedback or anything. Just say, like, hey, I'm listening from from the outside. Just so that we can get, like, an idea. It will be nice to to know for you peeps. But, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Sorry for getting sidetracked there. Uh, Here, school starts at 5? But turns out that it doesn't start when you're 5. You have to go to school the year you will turn 5. So, because... (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: no I was just going to ask do you want to start with the UK system then
0: yeah yeah so just, just want to say that we're both in that situation in which we don't know if we're going to hold our kids back because you have to start the year you will turn 5 but because the year technically starts in August both Nimnim and Nico technically will turn 5 if we get them when they're 4 because by the end of the year they will turn 5 So even though it's all the way to the end of the year is the year they'll turn five so they will just have turned four basically when they already have to start primary school so we're both in the situation like okay do we hold them back so that they start once they turn five and you were thinking about uh holding nico back right yeah yeah i i was also like we were debating it but i was also a uh an advocate of the idea of yeah let's let's Pulled her back because well we'll do we'll delve more into that once we get there I guess but I just wanted to point out that we're both in that situation that we're like what do we do what do we do but maybe once we explain our proper the systems we grew up with people might understand more why we're trying to think that so why don't you start telling me how is the educational system in Portugal?
1: Yeah sure uh, so so essentially uh, in Portugal you the. Mandatory state education, so the one that you have to do it, um, uh, starts at 6 and goes up to the point that you're 18 years old. When I started school, uh, it was only mandatory until you were 15. Uh, But then uh, after I left school, they made it mandatory up until you're 18. Uh, So that was a change that happened, uh, you know, after I left school and everything. So it starts, it goes from six to 18. uh, But uh, there is like the pre primary school, uh, which is for ages three to five, but that's kind of like optional. Um, Then the primary education, you kind of have three cycles of education. You have, which is a little bit random in a way, you'll see, so the first cycle of education is you go, it's grades 1 to 4, and then the second cycle is 5 to 6, and the third cycle is 7 to 9. That's the grades or the years, you would call it years here in the UK um so i just say that it is a little bit random because it's three cycles and the first one yeah it's four years the second one is three years uh, two years and then the third one is three years but i don't really understand why we have the three uh, the three different um cycles you know uh, for me you could have easily do two of them which is what i saw that it's done in in most other places uh, but anyway so during this primary education grades one to four the first cycle you just kind of have notes about how you did at school so you don't really have any specific grades or anything like that in terms of uh, classification i mean uh, like uh, how you classified in school uh, starting in the second cycle so from grades five and six and then seven to nine you are graded from zero to five with zero well not zero actually i'm lying um you're graded one to five with one being incredibly bad and five being really really good uh, essentially uh, but just to give oh. you a bit of context i don't think that in all my years of school i ever knew of anyone getting a one like to get a one it needs to be like real real bad usually the people who are not developing well in that subject they get a two uh, which means that you're failing but you can still recover and stuff but i, I don't re- ever remember anyone getting a one um but fives you used to get a few fives so um so yeah in other words it's basically like i guess the a through e uh, similar to that in the US, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Funnily enough, uh, once you get to secondary education, so that's grades 10 to 12, um, you are no longer uh, graded from z- from 1 to 5, you're graded from uh, 1 to 20. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it kind of changes. Don't ask me why. I think, I kind of suspect that it has to do with some kind of European Model or something because I know that the French also grade the the they also do classification from one to twenty. So I think it's probably something that we borrowed from them or something. Um, mm-hmm. And once you get into secondary education, so that grades ten to 11, to twelve, um, you have to choose between an academic education or you have to or a professional education. Um, essentially meaning are you going to go more for like studies or are you going to do like trades, you know, something that is a bit more um, more technical. technical, a bit more practical, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's the, um, the basis uh, for the mandatory uh, education in Portugal. Uh, wh- wh- what do you think? Are you surprised by anything?
0: Um, the grading system is really odd. In all honesty, to be. Um, because in Mexico, primary school is 1 to 10. Uh, anything below 6 is failed. So but, but even though it's 1 to 10, if you get a 5, you fail. If you get oh, a 5.8, really? you fail. Yeah. So why is it 1 to 10? Oh, as well. 5? Yeah. So, what it depends though, because there's some teachers that say, okay, 5.8, I'm gonna round it up to six, but it really depends on the teacher and how you get along, with it, I guess. But I don't know why the grade is one to ten if anything after six is failing, because at that point, technically, is the same as one to five. But it surprised me that you guys actually do it one to five, because in Mexico, you can get, I guess, it's just to gauge how awful you are, because even though anything below a six is failing, you can still get a three. You know? So that means that you're really yeah. bad. And that's primary school. And then secondary school and above because uh, uh, the grades in Mexico is... Well, we'll go into them in a second. So after primary school, instead of being 1 to 10, is uh, 10 to 100. So you could technically say that it's the same.
1: 10 to 100? Uh, you don't start at 1. You start at 10.
0: Yeah, you start at 10. And... Huh well you could start at one but it's really weird for anyone to get anything lower than 10 because you really will have to do like only one job like well let me sorry i just threw me off the tracks so even though you could technically say that is the same as one to ten it's not because now teachers can give you for example this homework this specific homework will be worth three points so it's easier to say it will be you'll be worth three points than it will that say it will be worth three decimal. So that's why I'm saying you normally don't start to one because you will have to do nothing throughout the year other than that one homework that is worth three points for you to be lower than 10. That's usually how they break it up is, for example, attendance, so just showing up. Attendance is already 20 points of your grade. Then participation is another 20 points and Homework is uh, thirty points. Exams is gonna be like twenty-five, and the rest I don't know. Depends on the stuff. Uh, but that's that's why it's really really hard for you to get anything lower than ten. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah, uh... in terms of of gradings
1: yeah 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 yeah. fair enough fair enough um so you know at the end of the day you use the skill that you want but it's not that different to be honest um yeah so so once you're done with that education those first 12 years of education um you kind of go uh up to uh, university or you can go to university and uh, uh, essentially at at that level you have university and you have the polytechnic the polytechnic is again something a bit more technical something a bit more practical whereas the university is really the more the more academic one the one where you're going to be studying more about theory and stuff like that um Mm. and um The way to access the university is actually a national public uh, contest access. So Mm -hmm. what it is, is that... um, uh, the, there is a, a national contest where you go and you submit what your top six universities are. So the top six uni- not universities, sorry, degrees. So the top six degrees that you want to access uh, in order of preference. So number one is the one that you want to get to the most. And then what happens is that they sort everyone in the country uh, based on the grades. So um, whoever has, like, let's say that a, a, a course in Lisbon, has like fifty uh, vacancies, so the fifty best, the, the fifty best graded students that applied for that uh, uh, for that degree are the ones that are going to get in on a national level.
0: Okay, okay, that's harsh.
1: Uh, it can be a little bit. It can be. Uh, it can make it so that you don't have, so that you're not able to study exactly what you wanted. But this is for like the public universities you can always pay to go to the private one but because the because the public ones are based on the grade and they are you know they they are fairly cheap they're not free but they're very very cheap it's like 1000 euros per year to go to uni Uh, and because of that uh, the public universities actually have a much, much better reputation in general. They have a much better reputation than the private ones because the, the really? public ones are seen as you're a good student, whereas the private ones are seen as oh, okay, so you couldn't get enough good enough grades, so you had to pay for you had to pay your way into the university.
0: Oh, okay, I see, I see. So, well, let me break down the the Mexican degrees. So, you start off with. Pre-primary. Well, you start with nursery, actually, when you're a baby and parents. But have I guess that's work. not mandatory, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the, but something that I wanted to add because it's funny is that, or not funny, uh, not funny, haha, but funny as in it's funny that you guys don't have it here in the UK. And I don't mean you guys, as you, Pedro. I mean your listeners. Is that some works have nursery, so you go to the office and they have a nursery there. And some oh, may not okay. have the nursery there, but they include like a nursery service. It's like one of the benefits. It's like, well, because you work here, we pay you a nursery that is like two blocks away. Not all the works do, but it is something that exists. And there's other nurseries that are from basically... In Mexico, we have this thing called IMSS, I-M-S-S, which is like the Mexican version of the NHS. And because it's paid by taxes, you cannot get access to it unless you're working... Oh, because it gets deducted from your taxes. Or if you're not working or you're a freelancer, you can opt in to pay so that you can get access to it. But it's not just for health, it also has some nurseries. So you there's also that benefit of well if you're in the if you're working and you're basically paying taxes, there are some governmental nurseries that then you just pay like the super minimum amount. They're not the most recommended nurseries, because as you can imagine, they're stacked. But it's there, it's a benefit that, that we have, so I thought that was sure. cool, and I wanted yeah. to mention it. Uh, then you have pre-primary, um, which now I'm confused, because I always knew pre-primary, but I also always knew kinder, because in Mexico, I don't know why, some people, including myself, called it kindergarten in German, I have no idea why. It's because so, it's, but
1: it's I, what the Americans say, isn't it?
0: But I don't know why it's I don't know which one is kindergarten now. I I don't know if it's nursery it's, or pre-primary. It's, oh, oh,
1: right. Yeah, I got I so
0: confused. I don't remember because obviously it was such a long time ago, and because I grew up as an adult and I have kids, but I'm no longer there. I don't know which one you're referring to, but I know that a lot of p- of kids say, "No, oh, I'm going to the kinder," and so I'm assuming it's pre-primary, I guess. So that's age three to six. And uh, please, anyone who knows and is Mexican, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so that's ages three to six then you start primary at six not at five so you start primary at six and you finish you do six years and something that i also found odd uh, and not saying it's wrong i just found it odd because i'm not used to it is that for example here in the uk you cannot get expelled or you cannot be held back in mexico if you have really bad like behavior you can get expelled even if you failed if that means you failed a year, you failed a year. You you can be expelled. And here I know like kids that are having literally caught with drugs in school and they're just like They have to call the police and they give them, like, suspension or something, but they're not expelled. They're still going. i was like, oh, okay, that's weird. I think that has to
1: do with something specific for the UK education system. We'll we'll get there a bit later, but I think it has to do with the fact that you're meant to be put at the level that you're in, so you're never held back because you're just moved to whatever level of development you have. And because education is mandatory, you can't really expel them.
0: Yeah, but in Mexico education, is mandatory still, uh, still and you can still expel them if they're like being obnoxious little twat. Um,
1: yeah, but uh, we can argue whether that makes sense or not, is not it? Because if it's if Yeah, it's exactly. No, I'm not saying it's <laughs> correct.
0: I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying I found it weird that it didn't happen here. Uh, yeah. I guess it also... It has pros and cons. I haven't completely figured out if I'm against it or not. I it When I came here and I found out that didn't happen... My first instinct was like, Well but then how do you control the rambunctious people that obviously don't want to study or whatever? But at the same time I'm like, But that is but that is I guess that has a lot of benefits for the kid that they are not actually expelled and you're guaranteeing they have Precisely. a medication. But yeah, we can go into that I think a whole I think... lot.
1: I don't uh, I don't want to I don't want to leave the subject too much but uh, or be very controversial but I think that's kind of like the same arguments that you can make for like prisons and stuff like that like exactly uh, you yeah. know it, it, do you want to punish them or do you want to reform them and I think exactly. that's kind of the
0: same way of thinking um uh, so so yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely It's 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 very nuanced, and we can talk about it, and maybe we will in the future. But right now, I'm just gonna say that I found it odd. I'm not saying that I'm against it or not. Just it surprised me that it didn't happen. And another thing that surprised me is that Mexico has uh, entrance exams for schools, because they have to make sure that you know enough to be on the grade. So if you're switching, if you're going to a school, yeah, if you're going to, for example, I kept switching schools. I. the most I still in a school was two years, and that only happened twice. I almost always did a whole and a, a new school year, new school, um, and every time I had to take an entrance exam. Every time I had to take an entrance exam, and if your level of I'm not gonna say a smart, but because it's really not depending on that; it's depending on your knowledge. If your knowledge is not on par with the school with the grade, you're not allowed to come in. So basically, there again, we we could say. Oh, that's good, because that's making sure that everyone is on the level and it's keeping the the level of the school to be higher everything. But you're also saying, okay, but if a kid doesn't pass any exam, you're basically condemning them to not learning because they're not allowed to study anywhere. So it's another subject for that is up for debate there, but that is also a custom that we have in Mexico. So you have primary school that is from year one to year six. Then you do secondary school, which is from year uh seven to year 12 uh, i'm sorry nine and that one switches because you no longer have one single teacher in primary school you have one teacher for all the classes maybe you have one for english and one for spanish and one for music but the, basically the 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 guy who speaks spanish gives you both math spanish geography blah 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 and then you have one and that's one to six for, yeah then you have one specialized for english and one specialized for like music and one for PE and that's it that's from one to six and then from seven to nine we, we, we have the ha-
1: same but it's one one to four so we uh, at at year five we start having
0: uh, teachers specialized in subjects we do it at nine from seven to nine is well from seven onwards is when you start having teachers specialized per subject uh, but the yeah. difference between nine and ten eleven twelve twelve is that, for example, in 10, 11, 12, the teachers no longer go to your classroom. You might have to start moving classrooms. So this is the classroom of English. That is the classroom of Spanish. It doesn't always happen like that. You still have your own designated classroom, but sometimes for some specific classes, for example, if you have chemistry, you might want to go to the lab because you have chemistry. So your, your classroom moves to the actual lab of chemistry. And in the others, you don't have a lab. You just have your classroom and it's also it has way more freedom so no one is behind you you can that's actually when you notice a lot of people failing because they never go to school because they no longer have the teachers behind them saying you have to go in yeah, like you basically are left to your own devices it's basically right. almost like like uni and actually in the middle of those three years because that's also when it switches and it stopped being counted by years and now it's counted by semester So preparatory school, which is the one after secondary school, is years 10, 11, and 12. But instead of being divided by years, it's first semester of preparatory school, second semester of preparatory school, blah, blah, blah. And from fourth semester onward, you can decide uh, vocational. So you can go like, okay, I, I want to go to exact science. Okay, I want to go to humanistics. Okay, I want to go to blah, blah, blah. So your actual courses might change from your peers. You're still going to have a lot of of uh, classes in common, but you are going to have at the moment in the year in which, okay everyone goes to their selected classes and you have the humanistic kids going to humanistics and the exact science go to exact science. So it starts being more like uni, actually. And yeah. And when I grew up and that's still mandatory, isn't it, that one? That became mandatory, it wasn't. Secondary school was mandatory, preparatory school wa- uh, wasn't. When, uh, to this point, and actually I may be wrong, I may not even remember, but I think it's still not mandatory, but it technically is, because no one will hire you if you don't have it, unless it's a very low-level job. Like, very low-level job, but it's almost basically mandatory to, to uh, be able to get a job. Uh, I don't know if it's required by law to have it, but it, if you don't have it, it's gonna be life is going to be really hard for you. And then you go to, to uni, which I cannot speak much because I never went to uni, but I had friends who went to uni and that was basically, you do have, you make your own schedule. I remember a lot of, uh, you still have an entrance exam, so it's, it's the same, but it's more contended, obviously. And depending on which career you want to study, the grades you have to have. So everyone has the same exam, right? Everyone. But for example, if you're going to study graphic design, you have to have 110 points or above. But if you want to study medicine, you have to have 220 points or above. I don't know if that's in all the universities, but that's in the University of Guadalajara, which is the one I was more familiar with, because that's the majority, the one my, the majority of my friends went to. And it was the same for the UNAM, which is the biggest university in Mexico. And that is a public school. And um, yeah, so that's there you do have to make your own schedule so you're saying okay so i want this class and i want to take it What what schedules are available this one well i'm going to choose this and so on and so forth and there's three ways for you to to graduate you can graduate by points you can graduate by thesis or you can graduate by i forgot the name but it's basically a test if you pass the test you get your your degree so those are the three ways you can you can graduate And regarding public and private schools, it really depends on what your social circles are. And again, as most think in Mexico, sadly, it depends with your social economic status. If you ask someone from the lower circle, and I don't mean lower as in lower quality, just in the terms of, of income, they will say that going to a private school is, oh, it's so snub, it's so posh, it's so bleh. But if you ask someone from the higher circle, they will say that going to the lower, to a public school is so, like, embarrassing. And that means that you're, like, ignorant and you're probably violent and you don't know anything because they're so bad. Uh, so it, it's really divisive depending on who you ask. And private private universities, unlike in Portugal, they're not necessarily bad. For example, some of them are really good and... But you could argue that they're good because you're making contacts, not because the quality of the school is good. There's like this very famous school, yeah. Tecnológico de Monterrey, which a lot of people say that if you go there, you don't learn anything, but you, met, you end up with a really long list of contacts that will help in your life in the future. So it's basically who you know, not what you know, I guess. And yeah, that's, I
1: mean, I mean, in, in in Portugal there are some very very good private universities. Don't get me wrong, uh, and the private universities that are good, are better than the public ones. But it's just that in general, you it's seen that if you're going to a private university, unless you go to so one of those like really really top ones but unless you're doing that it's just seen that you're just paying because you didn't have enough good grades you still make the contacts because you know you'll get all the rich people's sons and daughters in there so they'll um you'll still make contacts with people that are well connected but it's just seen that
0: you just have to pay your way in kind of yeah okay i see And just because I wanted to touch, because you said the technical stuff, it's funny that you mentioned it because in Mexico, there's one other difference. You you remember I said that there's primary, secondary and preparatory school. There are some preparatory school, not many, but there are some that we call technical preparatory schools. And technically, (laughs) non-pun intended, but when you finish with them, you don't need to go to uni because you have a, a degree as a technician in something. So okay. you can study, for example, technician in preserving food, and you can go and work in a restaurant because you know how to like make sure that the food is like prepared properly and that it has the hygienic recognition. Or you can be a technician in something else. So you don't you don't have an actual degree, but you're a technician in something. So those prim- those preparatory schools, you graduate and that's it. You can start. It hurt like working in the in the career that you chose in those uh, technical titles that they have so that's another okay. option
1: and um how much is private education in, in mexico let's say like the the first few years not university but like regular school
0: what do you mean as in cost yeah yeah it really varies man it varies a lot like if you go to a public school is free and the school, the books are free. Uh, the uniforms okay. are not, but they're relatively cheap. Oh, you have uh, uniforms there then? Uh, in yeah, the... all public schools have uniforms. Some privates don't, but all public schools have uniforms. Oh, it's uh, funny that
1: you say that because usually in Portugal it's the other way around. Uh, normally, mm-hmm. it's that the public one doesn't have uniforms, but some private ones do.
0: Yeah, no. In Mexico, it's, it's the other way around. Every school has a uniform, and some public—I mean, some private schools—allow you not to have it, but it's rare. Most primary schools all have uniform. It's mostly at at secondary school when, actually, no, it's some preparatory school when even public or private they stop caring about uniform. You're an adult. You don't, we're not gonna put you in a uniform. You can—or even if you're not an adult, because you're technically just like 15, but you're treated like one. Sure, You sorry. can come however you want. Uh, but primary and secondary school you're it's you're gonna struggle to find one that doesn't require you to wear a, a uniform and the cost again it varies the public schools are free the textbooks are free because they're given by the government in private schools you're going to have to get the public school books but you might get other books on top but everyone is given at least the same basis curriculum private schools can add to them if they want but by law, they have to have the same schools of the Secretary of Education, Secretaria de Educación Pública, Secretary of Public Education. And, right. Uh, but but again, private schools might add on that if they want. Uh, the English is not mandatory, despite what a lot of people think. English is not mandatory. So there are very few public schools that teaches english actually i didn't i don't know any public school that teaches english now that i think about it i don't know why i say very few i don't think any public school teaches English. private schools do, and uh, but the cost it varies because there's also the prestige of the school so you can go to a moderate private school which is not that expensive i have no idea of the cost to be honest mate i i should have done more research i didn't i have no idea and then you can go to others that are, like, incredibly posh. And they're, like, stupid expensive. Like, they're for rich people. Um,
1: like, 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 what sort of costs? When you like, say stupid expensive, like, what comes to mind?
0: It, what, like, if I were to make the equivalent to pounds, I will say that... Let me just make a number. Like, trying to come up with equivalents head. But those stupid expensive cools, it will be, like... A monthly cost of between 15 to 2,500 pounds per month okay. give or take uh, okay. for the for the monthly but you also have the inscription and you also have the uniforms and you also have to pay for the extra books and you also have to pay uh, well obviously they're gonna have like a tons of extra tripplers. That you are going to have to pay. So, the trip to here, the trip of, to that. So, yeah, I will say that the stupid expensive ones are because I, uh, yeah, between, not 15, not 15, between two and 2,500, I will say. Are, okay. Those are the ones that I consider stupid. I'm pretty sure there's others that are even more expensive, but those ones I didn't even know. Um... yeah, that, I think that's Mexico education system in a nutshell. Um, the mostly primary schools you don't get the ones that are super posh they also start coming up in secondary and preparatory school that's when you start getting clicky and you get like those stupid expensive school that are like two months worth of wage for for a normal family is the monthly cost of the school or something like that and Mm. Yeah. yeah 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 and they have like they're very weird like they they have this whole like culture to them and it's 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 very clicky. It's very weird. I generally don't like the culture of those schools, for what I know. I never attended one, but for what I know and for people that I know that did attend them, I don't I don't like them. Okay. Fair enough. How about how about in in Portugal are like are the private schools like super expensive as well? Um
1: Yes, essentially yes, Um, when it comes to, so there's, there's a few different ways of looking at it. Usually there are like roughly 500 euros per month. Um, to 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 get like during the normal school years um they're good to prepare the foundation for the child but they're not necessarily better uh, i guess i'm lying they are usually better because they can control the teachers in like what sort of teachers they have and all of that so they they have a bit more control over what's going on in the school and usually the people who can afford it uh, and that's just a natural consequence it's people that uh, normally you know because they're not from lower income Uh, classes and all of that uh, they usually uh, can afford to give a better education to their kids even at home so usually the kids behave better and they they know that they need to behave better so there's a few natural consequences of that but uh, those who go to those type of schools are usually seen as a bit of snob essentially Uh, but there's also like international schools which are schools taught in other languages um, like the same as in Mexico and in Portugal they're like the cheapest ones can be like 6000 euros per year but they you can range to like 22000 um, uh, euros per year um so yeah that's 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 kind of what it is in terms of Portugal like i said there's no uniforms um we it's we have three terms um we, the, the kids start like classes around the second or third week of September and the classes go like to up to the middle of June. Um, and uh, the last thing I wanted to cover is that um, it is legal. To do homeschooling so it is possible to do homeschooling but there's not many that do homeschooling but interestingly enough in order to be able to do homeschooling both of the parents need to live in the same house and they need to have a university degree Oh, Uh, and they still need yeah and they still need the kid still needs to do the annual exams in order to show that they are getting everything correctly Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm okay i see that's can that's you
1: do cool. homeschooling in
0: mexico nope <laughs> at, <laughs> no, at all you really it's not maybe, legal. maybe you can i never knew of anyone that did uh but um uh, yeah no i don't i never knew anyone that did homeschooling uh but it's um it's not something that i'm aware of i'm pretty sure you may be able to uh perhaps but I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I really don't know. Um, yeah. So, what do you in think Portugal,
1: of it? it's not it's not common at all um, uh, because. Um, was I going to say? Uh, no, it's not common at all. I think I was reading it that like last year or two years ago or whatever it was, there were less than six hundred kids in the entire country doing homeschooling. Uh, so it's not common at all. And actually, one of those was uh, my cousin. But that's oh really? That's that's yeah yeah yeah. But that's that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, so she she was homeschooled for a year. I, I think.
0: think I heard once. Uh, if, uh, my mom should know more than I do Because if I did here once It's because it was the daughter of someone she knows That's a vague memory I have And might be inventing it So I'm, maybe it is legal But I, again it's it's so weird That I never knew anyone And perhaps I did But I don't even remember uh, yeah, fair yeah. So that that's What we are with homeschooling um, I will say though Regarding uniforms Real, real quick to cover that I actually like the uniforms here in the UK. I think they look really dapper and cool. Uh, okay. The ones in Mexico, do you I don't like, like them. them
1: in, uh, in Mexico. No,
0: no, no, no! I don't like them at all. They're... Yeah, <laughs> so no, 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 no! Because they're they're a polo shirt and a pair of very synthetic-looking pants. So right. I just don't like them. It, they look very ugly but here i like them like the blazer I like the color of the ties it's it's cool fair enough fair enough um
1: yeah so so with that what i think is really interesting is now to compare with um how it's done here in the uk because the uk has its own peculiarities and starting off with the uniforms in schools. Now you said that you didn't like them in in Mexico, that you like the ones here in the UK, that they're a bit more dapper. But I guess my question is, do you think that having uniforms in school is a good idea or it's not a good idea?
0: I like it. It's a good idea because you cannot be made uh, made fun of the the clothes that you have. You know, it's there's less room for discrimination uh it's just people wearing the same so it's not like oh why are you wearing this or why are you wearing that you're always wearing the same and i don't know it it just gives a sense of of unity i i like it i like the idea i don't like that it forces kids to always wear the same i wish they will have the opportunity to express themselves i guess but i can see the benefits so i'm conflicted i guess that's that's my result i'm conflicted i can see both pros and cons
1: yeah i i remember the first time i heard that the uk had uniforms i was in school still and i hated the thought of it because i thought it removed a lot of individuality from people from the kids i thought like oh but you know how can i express myself like i'm just you know i would hate to look like everyone else i very much like to dress how i want to dress etc um i can kind of see the benefits in it like you said like it's a bit more standardized you don't really have that you know a difference because looking back at school it's like i remembered like there were kids that just couldn't afford the clothes and all of that and they, you could definitely see some differences in class like a lot of the rich kids had like branded clothes and incentive and like these also incentivize kids to try to get like branded clothes to seem like they were part of the crowd and that means that they are spending more money their parents money they're making they're forcing their parents to get this kind of clothes as well whether they can afford it or not and uh, so i don't like it in sense. That it was that it didn't have uniforms, and I think that uniforms would help to curtail that quite a lot. Um, I do, but having said that, I remember that I knew someone who did go to school here in the UK, and they were saying that even if everyone had uniforms kids still had ways to find, you know, to to, to distance themselves from one another by class. Like, it might not be in the uniforms, but it might be in the type of mobile phone that they use. It might be in the fact that they use makeup or not use makeup. It might be in the hairpin that they use. So, essentially, they were saying that even if everyone is wearing the same, people still find ways to differentiate themselves and look more and you know highlight the class differences in a way um so if that's still happening then why not let them dress how they want to dress so i'm a little bit conflicted about it but i guess at the end of the day i don't mind having the uniforms uh, but i never felt like in portugal i was at a disadvantage or i was you know that it was any bad not having the uniforms but i think there are definitely some advantages here
0: yeah exactly yeah 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 i understand um uh, and what about the just again yeah uniforms it is something that it's common everywhere but something that is not common is school motos at least not in mexico so here they have motos i I heard yeah i mean
1: that's 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 what it came up with like apparently like they have like latin motos motos and stuff like just kind of going like uh, you know uh be yourself or you know f- always fight or you know that kind of stuff but in latin so they have like these uh, school models as well um so so yeah oh and apparently another thing and <laughs> i remember when i was reading harry potter right i didn't realize and i thought that the the school were a complete invention of like for the book for the story but apparently like not only do schools here have models but uh, some of them also have schoolhouses that are usually based oh, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, of, like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah i heard that because local that trees
1: I... or yeah
0: Yeah, I remember when I read it in Harry Potter I thought it was a whole magical thing the houses and the prefects and now it's an actual thing
1: (laughs) It's an actual thing in a lot of places here in a lot of schools here so that's interesting as well Um, uh, But yeah, so I guess it sort of makes sense create some sort of identity for for you and your peers and you can connect to other kids who are part of the same school Um, so, you know, I don't have anything against it really uh, but yeah. when it comes to peculiarities, another thing that comes to mind is that they have normally shorter days. I think they go from like 8.30 to 3.30. I remember that in Portugal, a lot of people kind of want the school days to be very, very long because parents are working through an extended period of time and they don't want to pay for any after-school activities or, you know, uh, anything like that. So usually they're quite okay with schools being having a very long day uh so so yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah um so what uh so yeah it's just it's weird i I still cannot get over the the whole thing that they have actual like prefects and houses and stuff and well what else do you think it's it's bizarre or or weird
1: uh, not not bizarre or weird, but differences. I guess like here they provide the books, uh, whereas in Portugal you have uh, to uh, pay. You have to pay for them, um, and uh, they can get quite quite expensive. And there's like these big um, like uh, uh, lobbies for books and stuff, and they go to to schools and they try to push books, etc. Um, and uh, um, yeah so that's what what is different and then uh, here the fact that they don't repeat years like we were saying before that they're placed in a group according to their level but one thing that I really 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 like here and this is I also did a degree here in the UK and uh, um one thing that I always really valued was the fact that they um they 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 make not make you sorry they uh what's the the good what's the expression here they incentivize you to uh, to express your own ideas and your own thoughts the idea of the school education here in the uk is very linked to the idea of democracy to the idea of uh, uh, liberalism in the sense of people having the freedom to express their own thoughts and uh, so the kids are incentivized to like express what they
0: are thinking etc and i really like that that is actually really amazing. That is something that I, I totally agree with it. It's it's really good that they, they follow those those standards. Uh, plus, I'm just actually being conscious of the time. I realize that we reached the end of the episode and we're just starting to touch the English system. So I don't really want to rush it. What what do you say? If right here, impromptu. We say, like, let's split it in two, we were, like we did with the, the Mommas ones. Um, let's I'd, talk I'd about t- what we... I'll be honest. Yeah?
1: I don't think we have enough content for an entire episode just for a part two.
0: I think we do, because we can talk about their grading system, about if we're going to hold them back, how do you think it okay. will compare to their experiences, you know, all that stuff. And I, okay. really, I, I really want to make an episode of this. I don't want to just say it and and not actually because i i want to see and express how the difference in system will affect not only nimnim but me because i'm gonna have to adapt to how they teach here you know so i would really like to talk about the uk education and how are we gonna see it as foreigners if that's okay with you partner
1: yeah yeah sure let's do that
0: perfect so Again, uh, sorry for the abrupt ending, guys, but it's just, it's, uh, I'm having some parental issues, actually. Uh, very Adapt uh, or ad hoc, I should say. So, I'm going to have to leave you with Pedro here to do the, the outings of the episode. Thank you so much, man, for taking your time to have this talk with me, and for agreeing to split the episode, <laughs> and I guess I'll see you when I see you. Thank you so much, man, it's been a lovely, a lovely time.
1: Noise. Thank you very much. Hope all goes well.
0: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate um, it. I'll let you guys go. Bye bye. Bye, Bruno. Yeah.
1: So for everyone else here, you know, this is the the constraints of doing a podcast uh, while being a parent. Is that sometimes we have this type of emergencies, and um, uh, and yeah. So so you are seeing it live how being a parent can affect the rest of your life, even though it's. Uh, pretty amazing Um, uh, but what I was going to say is uh, as normal you can check the description uh, for any links and resources about today's episode Um, follow us on social media and interact with our pages, we are uh, on Facebook, I think we're on Twitter as well and we're going to try to be a bit more active so if you see a post from us just engage with it please just put a like, share, whatever Uh, comment please um and follow bruno at mariachi viking on twitch as well have a look at some of his videos playing there and uh, the best thing to ask here is just uh, if you can write to us uh, at contact at foreignersandfathers.com and um, and just send us an email the link will also the link for the email will also be in the description and just let us know how education is where you live maybe it's completely different maybe you found something that uh, really surprised you so far today um so yeah just let us know which system you think is best is it your how is it in your own country do you think it works best than this than the uk than you know, not the UK we haven't covered that part yet but in uh, Portugal or Mexico how do you think that works best uh, and please remember to subscribe to not miss an episode and leave us a review on your favourite podcasting app uh, it really helps us and the next episode um, uh, is kind of pending I need to discuss that with Bruno but it will either be the second part of this one about joining a guild or or it's going to be um, about solo questing. So solo questing basically being um, what happens to you as an individual after you have uh, your child, your first, you know, your first child. So uh, keep tuned uh, for either of these ones. Uh, We're going to, either way, we are going to cover about training a school here in the UK and how the education system is. Uh, And until next time, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much and goodbye.